What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. As always, I'm Brendan. I'm Taylor. And Taylor, as you mentioned on last episode, we are now in the thick of summer, the thick of the offseason, and there is a dwindling number of things for us to talk about. However, we do have a little bit of Sabres content that we're going to discuss on today's presumably short episode. That is Kyle Opozo's interview on Spit and Chicklets in which he goes into a number of topics coming to Buffalo, uh, what it's the turnover has been like here. But the two that really stood out to people, the two quotes of his were regarding Jack Eichel and then, of course, his infamous head injury. So first off, I'm going to uh, bring up his quote about Jack Eichel here and just want to give a shout out to Rachel Hopmeyer from Spectrum News Buffalo, who covers the Sabres and sports for them uh, for having this all typed out. But the quote was, that situation was very stressful on everybody. I love Jack. He's a good friend of mine. And like, obviously, I have a job to do and I'm a Sabres player. Jack and I have had so many conversations and we've talked about it so much. And the only person that's ever going to be privy to those is Jack. He knows exactly how I feel about him. He knows I care about him and he knows I'll do anything to help him. It was just such a difficult situation because for whatever reason, the CBA was written to where the team had control of the final medical thing. As a person, obviously you're not going to let anyone tell you what to do with your body, right? So it was a rock and a hard place. And I think that Pat came in, Pat Prasan, who's my agent, he came in and he did a great job at navigating the whole situation. Him and Kevin worked really closely together to get that done in an amicable way. And I'm so happy that Jack ended up getting the surgery and now he's healthy. I think for our team and the way that it affected us, Kevin came in and was very, very honest what was going on right off the bat. In the locker room, it didn't really affect us too much. Jack wasn't around, which sucked. It sucked not having him around, but we were just kind of focused on playing and that's what we tried to do. So a lot encompassed in there. One of the points that I believe our friend Kevin N.T. Ryder had brought up that I saw was that it kind of felt as though Opozo maybe gave Eichel a nudge to hire Brisson to get the ball rolling, considering that he's his agent. Obviously, after he came on board, as was mentioned in the quote, and as we all know, the process really sped up there as it felt like it was dragging on a bit. And it finally came to a resolution, which was him getting traded to Vegas. So what are your thoughts on that, Taylor, on Opozo's quote and, and commentary on Eichel? Well, it was good for the Sabres that he did that, it seems like, because uh, when Brisson got there, this, the process definitely sped up. But I, I do wonder wh- how exactly an agent uh, affects that. I know they do, but without changing the process too much. So the problem was they want to get this surgery that, you know, we've gone through that a million times. And right. the Sabres say no, and they also want to trade. And the Sabres say, okay, that should probably work out since we're rebuilding. And so, the, so that was, the, that was a problem. That was a big impasse and no one was meeting the Sabres trade demands. And then finally he, he fires his agent and the process definitely moved a little quicker after that. And he eventually gets traded to Vegas, but what is Vegas uh, putting up a trade offer that the Sabres like really have to do with anything? Like, I think they kind of did that because they had, they were dealing with some real injuries at the beginning of the year. Uh, that's not, I mean, that's a short-term reason to do a long-term thing, but it is Vegas after all. And I think they were looking after uh, two straight conference finals losses to improve their scoring ability. But what I really, I struggled. I know that agents have a lot of power here, but I just really struggled to like wonder what that was about. I think part of it probably is the Brisson's ability to work the media, I imagine. Mm-hmm. But 
either way, I think it's generally recognized that he he's responsible for speeding up the process. So good on him because that was really good. The Sabres got that done. That allowed them to get Krubs and Tech. Krubs and Tech. Jesus. Krubs and Tech. <laughs> Krubs and Tech. Two favorite players. Oh my God. It now, Mr. Krubs. <laughs> Grubs, what an ugly name! Oh my god, that's just like a that's a real real eighties crime solving. I was gonna say it sounds like a shitty buddy cop movie. (laughs) This is Officer Krubs and Officer Tech. This one straight went straight to VHS. So (laughs) Krubs and Tuck got in there, and then obviously it was great that the Sabers got Vegas's pick out of any of the contenders because Vegas didn't make the playoffs. So that gets them Otsland as well, which is essentially what the trade will amount to now with the second round pick notwithstanding so like yeah that's that's good that opo so if if he did if that's what he's getting at there that he helped the process along it's smart because you know like hockey's a business and i'm sure guys aren't gonna for the most part take it too seriously when i go on to trade particularly in the reason was uh his health playing a, a role there obviously he well there's he wanted a lot to, of other reasons why he wanted the trade before the injury but that's he did but it didn't become public until he had right. a very public feud with the team about how to treat the injury, which leads me to another thing. When this came up so many times during the extended Eichel saga, people on Twitter a lot blamed the union for not doing enough or wondering why, why uh, the Sabres were doing this or why they were allowed to do this. And this is literally how the CBA works. Like the CBA is not a, a document that came on, from your came down from on high like moses didn't come down with it like <laughs> union negotiates it but i don't think this is he did i know well it'd probably be a lot more outdated frankly <laughs> but like it the, the cba is negotiated every five to ten years or so whatever however long the contract ends up being and they just did a new one so they're not about to go on strike over jack eichel but maybe this comes up next time i wonder now and i also wonder uh why it became a sticking point. Now this isn't the first time a team and a player have ever butted heads or had issues with this. Uh, not even just within like, I mean, look at some of the shit that's gone down in Buffalo. Frankly, there's been a lot of issues with team doctors and stuff throughout sports. Is there a CBA anywhere in North American professional sports that just allows players to force the team to pay for their own medical decision that the team doesn't agree with? Like, do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Here that that's just a completely unrealistic thing to put in the CBA. Like maybe you could adjust it and and get somehow get a third party involved, like a like a medical arbiter of some kind. But yeah. like basically, what Eichel wanted, and for well, just to uh, not start an argument over this, fine. What he wanted was reasonable. But let's say someone else, um, like breaks their arm, or has you know some kind of serious injury that's very straightforward to treat, and always has been. And they're like, no, actually, I want this entirely different procedure that's like maybe not as medically reliable, but I have one doctor that says it's a good idea and uh, you have to pay for it still, even though your team doctors think it's a terrible idea. Like, why would that ever fly? That makes no sense. Mm -hmm. That's a very fair point. And I think it's interesting that you say that too, because a lot of the focus in that situation has been on the fact of the the one-sided look at it I should say which is just that the team shouldn't be able to tell a player against their will what they can or cannot do with their body which 
I understand that. But at that same token, like you said, that's, that's a very fair point, Taylor. It's like, if, if we're paying for it and this is our insurance and all of the, the various nooks and crannies that go with something like that in terms of it being some, to some degree, I guess, a straightforward major operation, whatever, they're going to have to figure something out for it. I mean, with such a high profile public case about it, you would have to think that it's at the very least going to come up. Yeah, I would agree. But I would like to say too, teams can't force players to do anything or force them not to, because Eichel could have, if he wanted to just gotten that surgery. Now, if it didn't go well, he would have could have forfeited his entire rest of his contract, which was in the tens of millions of dollars. I mean, the whole point he wanted it is because he thought it was going to go better than the other one. He had that confidence, enough confidence to defy the team and all this. Like, I get it. That's no, no agent or anyone in the world would advise you to get a surgery uh, on your own, on your own dime when a team could potentially pay for it, especially when he was expected to be traded to a team that would allow it. So I get it, but like no one, they can't force you not to get it. Right. Right. It's, a weird cyclical debate yeah i i'm you know i'm not an owner or a player i'm just like i don't really understand how you can change it even if it feels imperfect right now right that's fair that's fair any other thoughts on this here do you want to move on to the concussion quote that kyle pozo shared yeah that's interesting yeah so we should say before that there was a tim graham piece like four years ago that covered this in depth on the athletic Really good. Was it that uh, long ago? Maybe three years ago. But like, I want to say it's before COVID. Um, I, I would say 2019, maybe three okay. years ago, three summers ago. And that kind of detailed how after he got what seemed like a minor concussion at first, well, he was already recovering from another injury, as we remember in 2017, that it spiraled and got worse. And he started acting like a different guy. And he had to, he was hospitalized eventually. And he was out forever. And he had to have this serious treatment. And then, but now he got through it and we all know what kind of productive year he had last year. Uh, But now this, this was kind of an addition to that. It's not refuting any of that. It's just adding some more details that are kind of disturbing. Very, very, very much so. Um, All right. So here is what the quote was. Again, this one is also from Rachel Hopmeyer from Spectrum News. Shout out, Rachel. Good job. Shout out, Rachel. Thank you for typing this out. Really appreciate it. All right. So is as follows quote i was actually at a rehab skate i was coming back and i think i had broke my ribs i was skating with will carrier and dennis miller who was our rehab coach at the time and we were doing a battle drill and i just got hit my head hit the board line my head hit the board like that i believe is what that's supposed to say it wasn't anything nothing crazy but my head hit the glass for people that are listening it hit the glass sideways I remember coming off the ice and I grabbed the shake. I grabbed a shake and I hadn't had one of those shakes since college. Something happened in my brain that just completely switched how I was thinking and how I was processing. So I went in this mode of, I need to fix everything. I need to fix Buffalo. I need to fix the Sabres. I need to fix every relationship in my life. I need to do all these things. And I couldn't stop. So I couldn't sleep. I was manic. That's what it was. So I didn't sleep for six days. And essentially I lost my mind. And then I could not sleep. I knew I needed sleep, but I knew something was wrong with my neck and I needed to fix it. And I just couldn't shut it off. Super scary. I ended up in the ambulance and I ended up calling Mark Lindsay. He's a legend. He's a magic man. That's how I got fixed. 
Fast forward six weeks, I was on, I ended up taking all these different drugs just to calm me down, antipsychotics, antidepressants, like I've never had any sort of mental health issues in my life. And that was the, my first bout of paranoia, anxiety, whatever you want to call it. So I do things with mental health now after going through that experience. Fast forward six weeks, I'm still on three different drugs. I knew that something was still messed up in my neck. It was never, it never fixed the problem. It just masked it. So I call Lens and I'm like, Lens, I need you. I need you to fix me. So he's like, all right, we're going to take a chopper to Kingston. So we get in the helicopter and he's doing his thing. And he's like, how are you doing? And I'm like, not good. Like I'm super anxious, whatever. We do some imaging on my brain, get an MRI and we look at those results. And then he treats me. If this guy gets his hands on you, it's just different. His hands are different. So he goes in my mouth and uh so he goes in my mouth and he gets the spot and my eyes roll back into my head. When I was at the hospital, I had seizures. He goes, quote, that's the spot, buddy. He goes, if I take my hand off, you're going to have another seizure again. He ends up treating me for like an hour and a half. And after he adjusted me, he finally treats me for an hour and a half and then finally gets the adjustment that he wants. And I start bawling, started absolutely bawling my eyes out. And it was a watershed moment. I went home and slept for three hours. Then I slept for nine hours that night. It was the first time I had slept more than four hours in eight weeks. I mean, oh my God. Like you said, it really just adds further details, context, whatever you want to call it to Tim Graham's piece. And it, it's, it's just heartbreaking to think of what he has had to go through and that he, his family had to go through that, his loved ones, I mean, it's just horrible. And as we all know, and not that you want to, obviously, I, it goes without saying, you don't want to have that happen to anybody, but somebody who is just a, of the caliber of a guy like Kyle Opozo, man, to be able to go through that and get through that and, and to come out on the other end of it to where he is now. I mean, it's, it's completely remarkable. It, it really is. And, you know, just seeing how he is now, how he's been able to bounce back. It's, it's a testament to his character to the man he is and how lucky the Sabres are to have somebody like that. I, I, it's just crazy. It, it just hearing, you know, it's one thing hearing that from me saying it, but watching the clip, somebody had shared like the two minute clip of him going through that. And I mean, that's something that's, it's a very jarring experience and, and clearly affected him very, very, very intensely and in a very, very scary way. So, I, I mean, what are your thoughts on that, Taylor? It's it just, it's the craziest of stuff. Yeah, I would, I guess I would say what struck me about it is like the visceral way he describes it because, and I'm, I'm talking about the treatment here. I realize I know so little about concussions and how the concussions relate to your neck and how that all relates to chiropractic, chiropractic, or how any of that works, frankly, how any medicine or science works at all. So I was definitely like, I, I guess I'm kind of more inclined when I when I read these things like to go like, oh, he got treatment for a concussion that was brain related. That's just so impossible for me to consider in general how the, the mechanics of it work, because I don't know anything about brains, really. So I could just be like, oh, that's basically magic to me. See, yeah, sure. that That's how that works. But chiropractic is like. Physical, it's all right there, and it's it's so wild to me that this is partially brain related and it can be fixed by partially by like a guy sticking his hand in your mouth that just feels 
I, that struck me as like way crazier because with the grand piece, they talked about the treating and concussion and the, the things, all the things we've read about Crosby and the Carrick Brain Center and the advances we've made in making sure concussions aren't like as much of a lifelong issue as they sometimes can be. Like I said, that just feels like magic to me more than anything. But yeah, just just hearing this story about how he was completely changed by one hour and a half session, it's crazy. And it's it just it's it's an insane story. Just I can't even picture it. Like I never would have thought about the concept of a chiropractor putting his hand in your mouth. Um or in and there's yeah, a lot I've, to that, obviously. It's I've crazy. been to the chiropractor several times and and none of the times have resulted in any hands in my mouth. Yeah, that's probably good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I I mean I didn't realize that was a thing either, as I guess the point of me saying that. Yeah, it's it's definitely weird, but it's it's a pretty wild story and it shows you how much he went through to come back. I, I think it's easy to overlook this sometimes, how much guys have to alter their life or what they go through even to do that. Like I'm sure his family life was in flux for a little while there with the way he was acting. And he's described in the past how he briefly was just this different person that he didn't recognize. Uh, that's it's a scary side effect. It's not like that happens when you tear your ACL, you don't become a different guy. And it, yeah, that just him describing it, not being able to sleep and, you know, kind of like freaking out all the time and being manic just because of one tiny little thing that happened on the ice that he didn't even think was that big of a deal at the time. Right. Mm. So also mm. uh, when he describes coming off the ice, so I'm guessing he didn't know he was hurt right away. Cause he says he grabs a shake, which mm. he said he had done since college. I'm afraid he's referring to a protein shake here. I'm assuming. Yeah. That's kind of how I interpreted it. I don't like him either, Kyle. So no, we have that in common. Um, what a what a wild story though, and I think it it's worth uh, mentioning, especially now, not just because he was on a podcast, but because he could work his way back from being, you know, how messed up he was by this brain injury. That's one thing, and that's a crazy story. It's also worth noting that he's had a ton of physical non-brain injuries throughout his career. Yeah. Like he's definitely been a grinder, and I think for a lot of guys they lose their ability as a offensive player, especially after a while, when you're a grinder, you, you get old, young, someone who plays a physical game and plays hard like that. And he, he mentioned he was actually rehabbing when he got hurt. Cause he had a rib injury. Uh, more recently, he was hurt going into the 20, 2021 season. Uh, he missed the beginning and then looks more than his age for the first half of that year before really getting healthy this year. So him coming back and being able to score 20 goals at his age after all of, after, first of all, not really being all that great of a goal scorer at any point in his career, playing on a team that definitely didn't, he wasn't playing with uh, let's say prime Sidney Crosby, for example, huh. but like he, he's just been able to be a two-way guy that scored 20 goals and it'd be great if he can continue it next year and, and maybe even get a C even if it's just for one season. I think that's really what we're trending towards here. And yeah, you're right, man. That kind of productivity after everything he's been through and at 34 years old, no less, it's, it's unbelievable. And as we, as people frequently talk about too, I think the thing that's just so wild, captivating, whatever adjective you want to use is just the fact that in a matter of only, it's only been a few seasons that this guy has gone from 
well, I mean, now we're getting into, you know, him completing the contract and everything, but going from this big hope when we get him in UFA and he signs with us in free agency to then very quickly within a few years, then obviously is the head injuries on top of that. When he comes back, he's not quite looking right. Fans really were, were dogging him a bit and we're really getting on him about it. Uh, uh, just about his play, you know, obviously people didn't know until well after the fact of what he was actually going through, but people really, he, he was in a lot of people's doghouse. And then now again, at, you know, 33, 34 years old, he's scoring 20 goals. He's about to be the captain of the team and not in terms of it being just like a ceremonial, like, Oh, he's the old guy on the team. We got to give it to him. Like he is so beyond deserving of it. And I think a lot of people's tune has changed like as the year has gone on and as we've seen him just step up in the presence that he, he is in that locker room. Yeah. And like you mentioned with the life threatening thing, like we've seen what head injuries have done to people that are very young cross sports and football for sure, but also in hockey too, like it really is life or death sometimes. So it's good to see someone be able to step out of that, like, that phase where it seems like it's not even a life or death thing anymore. It's also not even like affecting his life. Like, like it is unfortunately with so many other people that play contact sports, but before we get to anything else, uh, let's talk for our sponsor DraftKings here. So DraftKings uh, sports book, the action never ends, especially this summer with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. You can feel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000. And if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus with same game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. So this is the, the time when I talk about what's a bet on or anything that I'm interested in. So I guess I would, I would look at it this way uh, for, for this week. How are we interested in futures? Because we are just over a week away from the English premier league season kicking off again. And I'd love to give you some like crazy, like, I don't know, underdog Leicester city. That's going to change your life and let you retire young. But that's not usually how it works over there. And I'll just give you something that's more of like a a Roth IRA, uh, very safe long-term type of investment, which is Manchester City to win the league title. I know people out there that like soccer are probably groaning, but look, they've, they've won four of five now. They've won six of 11. They just signed one of the better players in the world. Well, they're probably just going to do it again. Like what stands in their way really is Liverpool because I mean, what else can you say stands in their way? Look at how Chelsea finished last year. Sure. Tottenham finished great last year. Great finish to the season. You think Tottenham's going to unseat Manchester city? Not this year. So really comes down to, if you believe Liverpool has gotten better enough to uh, actually pass them, I'm going to say no. So, so that's my inclination. Uh, and that's, that's basically it this week. So best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age, eligibility, uh, restrictions apply. See show notes for details and responsible gambling resources. Okay, well, all right. I think that's about it for this week. 
no recommendations because I really haven't watched that much. And I, Brendan, I don't think you have either. Nope. Well, I'll have more the recommendations. Boys, actually, I recommend the boys. I'll talk more about it on Monday. That's right. Have a few beers with the boys this weekend. I That's agree with right. Brendan. That's my recommendation. Maybe we can have one together, Taylor. All right. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for this week. Like you said, there's not too much going on. So go Kyle Oposo. Go Kyle Oposo. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. Make sure you're checking out both of the presenters of this podcast on their respective websites, streaming platforms, and social media. Also follow us on social media, Straight Up Sabres on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And last but not least, as Taylor just said, use that promo code THPN at checkout to take advantage of great deals. We'll be back with a brand new episode on Monday, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Straight Up Sabres. Wow.